what is up what is going down jesus christ he just keeps hanging around baby he just keeps doing it seemingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us and we just thank you right now for all that he has done we just thank you right now for all that he's doing we just give him the glory we just give him the praise because i found out he's the only one that is worthy Amen. The Bible says that there was a book in heaven and there was a seal on this book. And the revelator John said um, that they was looking for someone to open a book. They was looking for someone that was worthy. And the Bible says they looked in heaven and they looked in the earth and they looked under the earth and they couldn't find anyone worthy to open up the seals from this book into looking it as a matter of fact they couldn't even find anybody worthy enough to even look at the book and john said i begin to weep and then the angel of the lord told john don't weep for the lion out of the tribe of judah have prevailed to open the book and loose the seals listen sometimes we're so excited about man <laughs> there's a lot of folks nowadays they're so excited about their favorite preacher or teacher or a pastor or whatnot and that's cool but if you want to see who's really worthy Look no farther than the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't never, don't never let anybody, don't never let anybody, no pastor, no bishop, no teacher, no deacon, no angel, um, don't let your past, present, don't let your date, nobody take the place of the Lord Jesus Christ. It ain't worth it. Glory to God. It just ain't worth it because he is worthy and greatly to be praised. Well, it's, it's an honor to be with you. And... I have something special for you today. Um, um, I actually have a young man who who writ, wrote a book, and I want to read some chapters. I might read the whole book to you, but I want to read some chapters out of his book that he's written. I thought it was very fascinating. Um, very fascinating. He calls the book um, Defeating the Sexual Demon in the Church. Um, one of the major tools, one of the major deceptions, one of the major distractions of the enemy is he wants to distract the people of God through sexual relations. You may not believe that, but that's what he does oftentimes. That's right. Sometimes he can't get you with um, lies. He can't get you with rumors. He can't get you with, with debt. He can't get you with all kinds of different things. So what he tries to do is he tries to distract you from your destiny. He tries to distract you from your calling by getting you so wrapped up in sexual relations that you forget the commitment and you forget how good God is. You forget the commitment. You forget some things that God has done. And you, glory to God, sometimes will fall victim to being distracted, being discontented, and being disconnected from reality. And then when you finally come out of that thing, that's thing you know, it's like 10 years later, five years later, or where... You said to yourself, man, I don't lost a lot of time. I don't lost a lot of money. I don't lost a lot of hair. I don't did all kind of, all this mess I don't done because I was distracted by sexual relations. And I want to read um, those excerpts from this book, um, a book that God had blessed this young man to write. And um, glory to God, I want you to uh, listen. I'm just going to read probably chapter one. And I may read the whole book you know, through the week. I'm not certain, but we know one thing. God is still good. And then I give you, if you're interested, you can inbox me, email me. Um, I gave my email address and, and different things, uh, or you can text or any different things. If you want this book to get in your hands, then I will definitely do that for you. But listen, um, 
Let me read this chapter one. He, he starts off, this is chapter one. It's called sexual history. It says, your sexual history plays a part in your present view about sex today. History means the knowledge, study, or record of past events. Every pornographic movie you have seen, act of fornication, sexual thoughts, molestation, anything you have done that includes sex in your lifetime is your sexual history. It controls whom you date. Sometimes it controls who your friends are. It controls how you dance, where you hang out, what you drink or smoke. It can also control your emotions. Even where you go to church is often based on sexual history. Some people, when they are searching for a church home, they will first look and see if there's any abundance of single men or women in the congregation and will call that church home before checking the church's doctrine, preaching, or even see if the love of God is being operated in the church. It seems as if some are only concerned with church being a potential for a hookup or a meetup spot or perhaps to get a potential husband or wife. Usually those who have had a wild sexual history will have trouble in the flesh because they struggle to, struggle to top, stop having sex <laughs> and they have a wild sex life and they're trying to live righteous, but their past just won't let them rest. <laughs> the, devil once, the devil once had them as a slave to sin. He once had them as a sexual slave. So he knows what buttons to push to get you back in the bed with your ex or that married man you used to date. The enemy knows your likes and dislikes. Satan knows what size, shape, color, smell, and taste you desire. Uh, when you got, get, got saved, what was normal yesterday is forbidden today. Married couples often struggle as well. They struggle because they have come from a wild sexual background, but now they have to have a normal sex life. Married sex is not like single sex. Oh, he really goes here. He, he, <laughs> this brother, he really went here in this book, man. It's, it's, it's fascinating. One of the things I believe that couples should discuss before they get married is their sexual history and what their wants and needs are. Concerning sex, for example, let's say one of you has a lot of experience. And the other has only had one partner before you met, that you, you guys met, or possibly even a virgin. Perhaps when you were out in the world, you like all kinds of positions and sex with multiple partners. But when you settle down with the one person that to spend your rest of your life with, maybe that person thinks that anal sex is a sin. But you see nothing wrong with it. Or let's say two virgins get married. That is awesome. They can discover each other's likes and dislikes together. They can grow and mature sexually as one, like God originally intended. For Genesis 2 and 24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and there shall be one flesh. God intended marriage to be one man, one woman, for one lifetime. I've heard some churches that actually believe that and teach that different sexual positions are sin, and sex is only used for childbearing purposes. <laughs> there, are actual, there are actual pastors teaching this as biblical. This is a problem because now married couples are viewing sex as boring or looking at the world, living in sin, but enjoying themselves. Hebrews 13 and 4 says this. Marriage is honorable and all and the bed is undefiled, but homemongers and adulterers God will judge. That means if you are husband and wife, you both agree with what, the, what you're doing in the bedroom, 
then there is no condemnation to you. In order for us to defeat the sexual demon in the church, first married couples need to get the church out of your bedroom because it is undefiled. That means simply that what husband and wife do in their bedroom is their business, not the church's business. The husband and the wife agree to have oral sex, but the church wants them to, to go to hell. <laughs> the devil is a lie. The wife wants to bring toys into the bedroom, and the church is preaching against it. Why? What laws are they broken? The bed is undefiled. I do believe that I do believe that where the line is drawn in marriage is when you bring another person into the marital bed. Threesomes, swingers, parties should not be in a marriage, a Christian marriage, and that is. But often we have threesomes in marriages and we don't even know it. Now, how this is fascinating because he said this young brother said that married couples often are having threesomes in the bedroom and they don't even know it. Now, what does he mean by that? <laughs> he says the wife may not have gotten over the first man she ever loved. So every time she has sex, she is thinking about someone else. A husband who never got over his former life before marriage now wants his wife to perform like women of the world in the bedroom. Now, when now when is the last time you heard this preach in the church? When is it? He's, he's asking a question. When is the last time you heard this kind of thing preached in church? Because we in the church, no, we cover everything up. We act like everything is all right. But people have a past. Yes, they do. And people um, have to get over their past. I understand this, but people have to get over their past. Sometimes um, we're so hurt, so, so much in a hurry to get married when we have not divorced the world yet. We have not divorced our ex yet. We have not divorced uh, a certain man yet. We have not done the things um, and cleansed ourselves and got a lot of mess out of our lives. <laughs> Hallelujah. So sometimes we can't get married yet because we're not divorced from the world yet. Until we get divorced from the ex and, and, and get that stuff out of our mind, how things used to be. Then perhaps God can, can bless us to go further. And so we can be married to the one we want. That's just my two cents in and what's going on as I'm reading this brother's book. Let, let us go. Let us go deeper into this thing and uh, see what else he says in chapter one. This brings new meaning to the saying that would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, according to Isaiah 26 and three. Because sometimes, my brother, you can have your, 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 your past and you have your mind on the past can bring you depression. And you can be um, to the point where you can say to yourself, well, I was so happy 10 years ago. My credit was so good 10 years ago. I was just, just, just so anointed 10 years ago. All that stuff you got going in your mind. And you think, look at yourself now. You say, man, my God, what's going on? I was much happier with her. I was much happier with him and all the stuff you're saying in your mind. And yet you're married to somebody else. You're telling yourself, I was much happy with your boyfriend. I was so happy with my girlfriend. And you're married to somebody else right now. And it brings depression to your mind. It brings anxiety. But the Bible says, thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. What is your mind on? That's right. What is your mind on? Hallelujah. Go baha. Let's get our minds right. Let's get, our, get, let's get our minds off the past. Let's get our minds off the X. Let's get our minds off the... You're married now. Let's get our minds off the, the, the swinger parties. You're married now. Let's get our minds off... The threesomes, you're married now. 
This is uh, so chapter one. Uh, uh, this brother is basically, basically dealing with married couples and telling them some different things uh, of how to combat. Because one of the things the devil tries to do is he tries to um, he tries to destroy you with your past. Yes, he does. He tries to destroy you um, by bringing up your past, and and he tries to destroy you and say, "Man, you are better off." You, you're when you get married, sometimes the devil will come to you and start saying, man, you was better off single. You was better off um, just having uh, a girlfriend. You was better off um, just dating around. You was better off just sleeping around because you was much happier than you must. You had your better smile on you. You was much thinner than all kind of things. They ain't been coming. They start playing your mind. And then when he starts doing that, now all of a sudden, now here you are married now. Now here, here he is now. He's trying to get you to go out now and prove yourself and prove that you still got it. You're married. Prove you still got what? You're married. <laughs> what you got? You ain't got nothing to prove. You're married. So now you're going out. Well, let me see if I can get this girl's number because, you know, well, let me see if I can get this guy's number. Let me see if I can do this. Let me. But you're married. And so that's what he's talking about. Let's go deeper. He says, when your mind is always on sex, it will haunt you and torment your mind till you have fulfilled the this, this sin. He said, if a person, he's saying, if a person has his mind always on sex, you won't stop till you get what you want. You won't stop till that flesh has been gratified. It says, this, this, it, it may leave you for a season. For, your season may be longer than the next man. This, this spirit may leave you alone for months. But for others, it may be back by noon. <laughs> a sexual demonic force is a spirit that leads the people of God into fornication, adultery, to be whoremongers. The spirit will have you sitting in church having fantasies about choir members, pastors, pastors, wives, whoever else enters the room. The heart is where sexual sin begins. Jesus said this. He says, Father, the heart perceives evil thoughts. Murders, adulterers, fornications. That's according to Matthew 15 and 19. When he talks about the heart, we're talking about the mind. That's where that's where um, the plot and the plans to do things come to pass. Because once you think it in your mind, now you're trying to fulfill it in your flesh. Adari then does not start in the bedroom. It starts in the mind. Whew. The spirit of fornication, adultery, and perversion are often talked about in church. That is why the sexual demon dwells in church in the, in the minds of men. It is normal for the church to speak on some homosexuality, but not adultery, fornication, orgies, etc. We have to make this, that sexual demon feel uncomfortable in our presence. And the only way to do that is to preach against such spirits. A demonic spirit cannot be prayed out. He must be cast out. When we get serious about preaching against sexual perversion, then we will see yokes being destroyed. And that people have been dealing with for years. Preachers who began to preach the player out of men and the need of a man out of the woman. Because sometimes, I will say this, sometimes we're not happy unless we're in a, in a relationship. Sometimes we're not happy unless we're up under somebody. We got to get out of that. Because when we're not under, when we, when we, so do, where do we feel like we're not happy unless we're with somebody or under somebody? Now we will accept anybody. Wow. So we got to pray. Uh, we got to. And he can't be prayed out. He got to be cast out. This demonic force got to be cast out. This one of the demons can't be prayed out. They have to be cast out. Let me go. Let me go deeper into this thing. 
It says sexual history plays a major role in how we are satisfied in the bedroom. If you have not been delivered from a man or woman from your past, then your present spouse will always be competing with them in the bedroom. As he says, if you have not been delivered from a sexual past which from your ex or in the things you have done, then your present husband or man will always be competing with your past. And you say, well, he didn't. Let me, let me just go deeper. Cause he didn't hit it like like he did. So I can't be with him no more. Oh, he doesn't make love like this man, so I can't be with him no more. Oh, she doesn't do it like this woman, so I can't be with her no more. And you always find yourself competing with your past. But that's why you have to be delivered from it. <laughs> Many times it is impossible to please your mate because they are hooked on another man or woman from the past and have never gotten over them. What I mean by getting over a man or a woman from the past is not getting over the person, but the sex that a person used to give you. Sex is not the same with every man or woman. So you must wash yourself of the past in order to receive your spouse. A consistent sex life in marriage is important to keep. It's important to keep you from the temptation of another man or woman. First Corinthians 75 says this. They fraud you not one another, except it be with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come again. That Satan tempt you not for your inconsistency. This scripture is saying that if you do not have consistent sex in life, in marriage, that you are defrauding one another. The only time intimacy in marriage should be broken is for prayer and fasting. However, when prayer and fasting is over, come together again for intimacy. When you, when you, if, you other words, if you don't want to have sex, don't get married. If you don't like having sex, please don't get married. And I'll just leave that there. It says, when you, are, when you are not getting good loving at home, the devil will come in and tempt you in to look into your past for love. He will send flashbacks of past lovers, one night stands. You'll begin to think you are missing out on something and, and then loneliness comes in to destroy your marriage and mind, renew your mind before marriage. Begin to cleanse your mind from past relationships. That simply means that every past sin you have done needs to be continually washed out of your mind so you can see God's intent for normal sexual relations. What is normal sexual relations? What God is saying is, it's between your husband and your wife. Oh, this is deep. This is deep. This is, this is a topic that really people are scared to talk about and don't really want to mess with. But how many times have you been heartbroken? How many times have you been lonely? How many times have you just searched the net? How many times have you searched different sites? How many times have you done all these things looking for sexual relations, looking for somebody to talk to, this was somebody to be with? It's because at some point in your life you was broken. And the devil wants to keep breaking you and breaking you and breaking you until you no longer love God. You don't forgot about him. And, not, and he, he's speaking on, he's talking about people in the church, not people in the world. But people in the world can use this also. Because sometimes you have not gotten over this man and 10 men later, you're still trying to replace the, the first man. 15 women later, you're still trying to replace the first woman. Can we go deep? Many Christians in the world are hooked on perversion and never get deliverance from that spirit. When a person is hooked on perversion and gets married, if the marriage does not feel like an affair, they leave. In the world, a person will have multiple sex partners as the norm, but once that person is married, it is the same man or woman every night. That is a hard thing to get used to if you are not delivered from perversion. Transform your mind before marriage. Married life does not feel like an affair or a one night stand. But married sex is the best sex you will ever have in your life. 
Sexual history includes molestation, rape, abuse. These situations in your life often control how we feel about sex and marriage. The enemy uses these parts to hurt, to control what type of men or women we are attracted to. Some women have been abused in their past and may only date abusive men. Some men have been abused in their past and only date abusive women. Molestation and rape may cause others not even to trust a man. Because of their past, they think all men want is sex. We are controlled by our history and we and what we have experienced young men may only date older women because they were sexually uh an sexual encounter they had with an older teacher an older friend of their mothers oh yeah we, yeah he goes there an older teacher an older friend of your mother's someone that somebody trusted young men may only date older women because of this thing ladies may be drawn to older men because of abuse in the family that nobody knows about we always seem to follow our history, and when that is broken, we cannot function. When our history is broken, and what we're used to, we can't function no more. God meant for sex to be for marriage, not when you're in your neighbor's basement with your boys and was supposed to be kids playing and turned to an orgy with the girl next door showed up, I and, and vice versa. Because nowadays, it used to be, and women have been discriminated against. Women have been called out their name. Because they want sex with everybody. So they've been called out their name. And up there. Look, but men can be um, harlots too. Men can be prostitutes too. And can I just put it quite plainly? And I'm um, thank God we're on the podcast. Men can be hoes too. Oftentimes we try to put everything on a woman. No, 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 brother. Mm -mm. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Can we go deep into this thing? We always seem to follow our history. Now watch what he says. He says, and then God meant for sex to be for, sex to be for marriage, not when you are in the neighbors. And that's why I just read that. Now watch this. I must deal with this because it is real, and these are examples of uh, uh, occur every day. God created Adam and Eve for the purpose of being one, as man and wife. Not wife swapping at the swingers party. This is called perversion, and perversion goes against the intent of God. Watch this. When God, when when something goes against the intent of God, no doubt the devil is behind it. Now watch what else he says. I have good news. The devil has no new tricks. He will use your sexual history against you until you defeat it. When you when you have learned from your mistakes, then the, the enemy is defeated. Your enemy does not believe in doing anything new. He will use what he has been working for years. He will bring up your past sins, abuse, and molestation, like times of incest that you had no control over and where you're forced to participate in, like the pornography that you have that you and your boys used to watch in the basement. The devil is playing a game with your heart, health, and emotions. Deception is the enemy's game. He wants to deceive you into thinking you can only be happy with it with that woman's husband. Deception of the past will will have you thinking you can only be a man at least if you have to at least sleep with ten women a a, a week just to be a man. Hmm. The enemy tries to use your sexual past to destroy you, but God uses your past for His glory. Learn how to forget the past sins. Forget the man you used to be, the one night stands, the threesomes, but most of all, having sex with. Without any conviction. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, he will reprove you and convict you. According to John 16 and 8. The, this conviction may come while you are in the very act of sex with someone that is, in, that is not your spouse. There is a voice that will speak to you and say, you know you're not right. You know you need, you know, you know you need to get out of this person's house. <laughs> uh, the Holy Ghost will speak to you and say, you can't do this. The Holy Ghost will speak to you and say, put your clothes back on. 
Conviction comes to tell you to leave this woman husband alone. The Holy Ghost will work on you and while you are at the red light, headed to a one-night stand, and he will cause you to make a U-turn and go back home. The, to fight a sexual demon, you need the Holy Spirit. He will cause you to forget those things uh -huh, that are behind you and press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God gave you his spirit so he could teach you his ways. Learn how to, learn how to talk to God about sex. Your past and present temptations, take them all to God in prayer. Be honest in your prayer time with God because deliverance comes with honesty. Let God know you are feeling horny and patient. You need a deliverance from yourself. Talk to God and let him know you are getting flashbacks from the past. You need the peace in, peace in your mind. God knows you and made you. He knows you have these issues from the beginning. God knows your sexual history is able to deliver you from that Saturday night. The Lord God of glory knows how to deliver his people, not just from death and disease, but from that co-worker that you made a mistake with and slept with. There have been some folks even in the church you have messed up with and committed adultery with, but he's able to deliver you from that. My God in here. <laughs> the dean you slept with to get the passing grade on that test. Now he will not leave you alone, but God will bring you out of your mistakes that you have made in the past. Turn your sexual history over to God and he will give you a new history. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Former pains have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, God will make new heavens and new earth, and he will make a new person out of you. You will still have the same body, but a new attitude. You have a new mind. He is the potter. We are the clay. He will make your sexual sin run from you when you run to him in prayer. The Lord will cause you to gain control of your own spirit and not be controlled by your flesh and past. Listen, don't let your flesh control you. Don't let your emotions control you. Let to be led by the Spirit of God. This is what else he said. Trust in God and he will give you a new sexual history with your spouse and not Mr. Right Now. One of the major things in the body of Christ in the world that we struggle with is to let past history repeat itself. Daddy was a womanizer, so now the son follows in his footsteps. The uncle abused his cousin. Now the same cousin is abusing his kids. It may seem that there are certain patterns in our life that we just cannot seem to break. Well, I have good news for you. Jesus Christ rose from the grave and conquered the enemy. And we do not have to follow the sexual history of our ancestors and past. Remember the former things. He says, remember not the former things, not to consider the things of old. For God shall do a new thing with you, according to Isaiah Chapter 46 and 9. Always remember the words of Paul saying, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before, according to Philippians 3 and 13. We can never be delivered from anything looking back. Looking back at how it used to be in the bedroom with your ex, flashbacks of college years of wild sex parties and lovers of your past always have you living in the past. Forget about your yesterdays lusting and, and keep your mind on today's love press towards your future for there's distraction in looking back remember lot's wife she looked back turned to a pillar of salt genesis nineteen twenty six will tell us but his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt the revelation is she came to a standstill hmm. she could not go forward in her destiny Looking back on your past, lovers and friends with benefits causes your marriage and destiny to be put on hold. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. According to Luke 9 and 62, this scripture simply is saying for you looking back, you are not ready for the work. 
defeating sexual sin is work. Ministry is work. Marriage is work. If you are looking back, you are not ready for the responsibility of that work yet. My God in here. You have, a, you have had a made up mind that you will not look back at your past, meaning you do not want to live like that again. God wants you to give you a new history of sexual relations with your spouse. And this happens only by putting one foot in front of the other. Press forward to a new you that is straight ahead. My God, that brother wrote that chapter. Um, and I agree with a lot of what he was saying. Listen, God bless you and keep you. You're in a fight, baby. This thing ain't going to be easy. You're in a fight. If the enemy once had you in his bedroom, you're in a fight. If you're a person who feels like you have to have a lot of, lot of sex, you're in a fight. Don't mean you're not saved. Don't mean you're not filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit. But it does mean you're in a fight. But get ready for war, baby. If you want to defeat the, 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 the sexual demon that's trying to tempt you and distract you and stop you from going to the places. And there's some things we can't get from God unless we defeat this thing. There are certain blessings we can't get. In other words, somebody, somebody, somebody's been looking for a husband or wife right now. But you can't get them because you're so distracted by sexual relations. And you would not be patient. So you just take whoever comes along. And that all that does, all that's doing is distracting you and causing you to pause from moving forward in God. And now for you know your husband just walked by you, but you was looking at somebody else. <laughs> Be patient. Get yourself ready for marriage. Get yourself ready for it, if that's what you want. Get yourself ready for it. And some of you, you may not be headed to marriage, but you just want to stop fooling around. You want to stop, you know, those Saturday night things, that Friday night thing. You want to stop that. There's help for you, too. And your help is in the name of the Lord. God bless you and keep you. I may come back um, later on and read a chapter two of this book that this young man wrote. But God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.